Good morning and welcome to another episode of Align with Lina. And today I am super excited to have my friend Sandy Lemieux with us because she is not only somebody who has been super committed to her own spiritual journey, but because of the transformation that she has experienced in aligning herself with her higher self, her higher power, soul, spirit, whatever you want to call it, she has also been committed to helping others do the same thing. Not only have I been to her um, as one of her clients, but I've also sent my children to her. She helped my son Spencer go through some incredible processes. So I know her as a student of mine, and then I know myself as a student of hers. So this is a wonderful, wonderful conversation that I cannot wait to share with you. So please uh, join me in welcoming my friend, Sandy. Sandy, I'm so thrilled that you are here. Oh, thank you. I'm thrilled to be here, Lina, and it's so good to see you. <laughs> well, it's great to see you. And as always, these conversations about aligning with Lina is all about my wanting to give people an experience of how ordinary folks like you and like me have gone through an incredible journey that has transformed us and has helped us realize that if we're not aligned consciously, deliberately aligned with the truth of who we are, well, life is not so much fun. Um, nor is it easy. Yeah. So, so let me start with you. Tell me, when when did you begin to realize that there was more to life than what you thought was normal? Um, it I was 29. Um, I remember the day very clearly because um, I was married at the time and I scared my poor husband to death because I was in a sound sleep and he said I just shot up in bed and just said very loudly, today is the day I reclaim my spiritual path. <laughs> and I had no idea what that meant, but it was so overwhelming and so compelling. It was like somebody was driving me with a whip. Yeah. And the only thing I knew at the time to do was to go to the Catholic church. Cause I'm like, okay, spiritual path. I guess I have to go back to the Catholic church. And as fate would have it, it was a very limited time. Um, they had a guest uh, priest, Father Ralph, who was a healer and also was on loan. He had just come from the Vatican. And one of his specialties besides healing was also um, what in shamanic world we would call depossession uh, work. But in Catholic terms, it's exorcisms and working with the spirit and things like that. And um, we had, he was a phenomenal teacher for me. He, he became a wonderful, wonderful teacher for me um, during that time before I left uh, to move to Louisville, Kentucky. Oh, wow. So, so out of the blue, you have this experience that says, okay, your life is about to change. So yeah. did you go to the Catholic church because you grew up Catholic? Because that's how I grew up. Yes, yes. I grew up largely Catholic. I was um, I was in and out of foster homes, so it depended on the foster homes I was in. Uh, but I was baptized Catholic and um, as an adult did go back and get confirmed into the church as a young adult just because I wanted to have some type of normalcy. So, you know, <laughs> uh, so uh, that was also important to my father who died when I was young, that I'd be raised Catholic. How interesting, you know, we we probably have never talked about this, but I went through a little stint that I went through not formal foster homes, um, but families who took me in for about a period of about a year. I lived with like four or five different families. Um, so how interesting that we have that in common as well. But tell me, tell me, what was life like before you had this epiphany? Because I want to I want to uh, have our audience and thank you so much for those of you who have joined us. Um, I want to paint a picture for what was life like before you had this epiphany? Because for me, before I started my journey and it was at 41, so we, you know, maybe at 10, 11 years after you started yours in terms of, of chronologically speaking, but my life was so different. I mean, I, I was, there is the before awakening and then there's the after awakening and, and, and it totally completely different, not only on the outside, but clearly different on the inside. So what was like life like for you before that epiphany? Um, it was just work. There was really not, you know, I worked, I was a mom, I was a wife, you know, so everything was career 
family, um, uh, but also so much woundedness that I may look pretty on the outside. <laughs> and um, so, you know, it was attractive walking dysfunction. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably the easiest way I could put it, you know, and then um, and just a lot of chaos. Yeah. And um, uh, I, I was having a lot of health problems at the time with my with my uh, stomach and and just which was nerves. A lot of it was just nerves. Um, so afterwards, though, um, it was a different kind of chaos, if you will, because I can look back and just laugh. And if I would have stayed out of fear and really had been taught to listen into spirit and to trust that within myself more, I could see where it would have gone so much smoother. But I also look at all of the beautiful things that were lined up and the magnificent people and teachers that just out of nowhere showed up for me. Um, and uh, my daughter and I were actually um, talking uh, recently and we were talking about um we couldn't i i couldn't imagine living an un, as an unconscious person again oh gosh no gosh no 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 that's yeah. terrifying to me like you know there's so much joy and so much expectancy like i expect an answer when there's an issue <laughs> and, and i live that way and i wait in expectancy but i expect that guidance i expect that that answer you know yeah and, and that is that is one of the things that happens is before yeah. i had my my awakening for me what happened um was i lived my life purely from my ego self this this yeah. was my conditioned self this was the self that the world trained on how to be a a robot i was a performer i was trying to become to do to have all of the things that would allow me to feel like i had performed my life correctly yeah. and it was all i didn't realize it until i began the journey of excavation but i everything was based on fear i was afraid people wouldn't like me i was afraid i wasn't going to make enough money i was afraid to be left by you know those that i loved it, so everything was fear based and then that awakening began to to unravel who i thought i was and what i really am i began to align with my truth did you have similar experiences when looking back yes absolutely you know one of the things that just came um came to me as you were talking is is that i spent most of my time um, and I call them the domesticated years because, you know, your your mind is just a recording device. Yeah. It never has an original thought of its own. Only your spirit has original thought. The mind, good, better and different, has soul memories playing in it. It has input from from this plane, just from the smells, the sights, the sounds and they condition us. And um, so rising above that. And when I started aligning with my spirit was radically radically different for me. And um, I think I spent most of my life, I was driven, um, how do I not get given away again, yeah. rejected, right? And then how do I not be like my mother? Mm -hmm. And all of the judgment that comes with that, you know, and, um, and, and angry underneath. And the funny thing is, is so many people were like, no, you were the sweetest person in the world. And I'm like, Oh, because I, I wasn't even in touch with the anger that I had underneath there yeah. and the disappointment and the the total raw fear and the difference afterwards is just like, wow, it's night and day because now I can look at where I see some beautiful things of my mother in me. Mm -hmm. And it's such a radical place to be that you just go, well, I'm no longer blaming this person or that person. Um, it's okay that they had their path. It didn't make it fun sometimes for me, but it was also necessary. And how I use that determines whether or not I'm a medicine or I'm a poison. Yeah. And I, I love that, that analogy. It's so beautiful because that is what we're all waking up to recognize that just because we had experiences as children, they don't have to define who we are. And, but to come up 
you know, to, to realize and align with the truth of who we are, our authentic self, we have to go in there and look at all of the ideas that we yeah. had that are what I call, you know, the hand-me-down beliefs. So my grandmother yeah. believed was my truth or my mother believed or my father believed. More importantly, what I had believed was my truth because my dad left when I was 10. Mm-hmm. I felt abandoned when, you know, my mom had this attitude that you can't count on men. So I had formulated ideas about how women are, how men are. And yeah. I didn't realize that I was living my life as an adult was all to counteract not experiencing that same dysfunction that I thought I had as a child. And I wasn't living from the best parts of myself. I was living from resistance of repeating the worst part of myself, which kept the damn things repeating. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) So, so funny. Yeah. So tell me some of the things that you discovered about yourself. You know, you enter into this journey and you get to go back to the Catholic Church and that opens the door to probably yeah. something the Catholic Church had never taught you before. <laughs> oh, my, oh, my gosh. Yes. And that was the first healing experience I ever um, I ever had. Right. <laughs> yeah. So the um, when Father Ralph put his hands over my head and my eyes were closed, white hot light shot out them. Mm. And I felt love for the first time and a love that I, it's not definable on this planet. I don't even, I can't explain it, but people that have felt this know exactly what I'm talking about. And, and uh, you know, it's, it's amazing and frightening at the same time because, because it really shows you uh, the difference from how you have been approaching life. Um, it, uh, he also taught me things that later on some shamans taught me. Uh-huh. And I thought that that was so interesting that these techniques were dead on the same or very, very similar. And I found that amazing. And it sparked this desire in me to stop trying to belong <laughs> and to start digging into where is God, goddess, uh, great mystery, great spirit, higher, holy self, whatever your word is for what I believe cannot be named because the human mind can't wrap its its mind around the beauty and the greatness of it. But, you know, I don't know. I get so excited about all this. (laughs) I I do, too. I do, too. I totally, uh, you know, for me, it was, you know, and, and actually... We'll, we'll talk a little bit more about as teachers that we are coaches, healers. Um, th- there are some things that are that are very common on this journey. So I do want to talk about that in, in a second. Yes. But like you, I had an experience that absolutely floored me because like you, I felt this love for the first time in my life. I had felt a love and a compassion that I had never I, I couldn't remember feeling it before, although it felt so familiar. Wow. And the best that I could remember feeling that is when I was a child, when I was at my happiest, my most joy, joyful uh, self, all of a sudden as an adult in my 40s, I feel this love that I could not, like you, you cannot explain what that is all about to somebody else. You just know it transforms you. Something opens up when you feel that light, that love, that um, that magnificent, um, like in Lao Tzu said in, in the Tao, the Tao that you can name is not the real Tao because it's a it's a personal experience that we each have that transforms us and and has us want to stay aligned with that and then do all the work to stay aligned with that that um that truth that knowingness but tell me how how did your life begin begin to change your your external life as your external your internal life was changing after you began to realize that you, this love is something that was real, not just a temporary flash um, that was not sustainable. Well, at first, it was like a bomb went off in my life. <laughs> so, you know, spiritual growth is not neat and not for the meek or the timid or else more people would be doing it, I think. Everybody would be doing it if it was easy. Oh, it was 
it was a wild ride at first. It was everything, every way I defined myself got stripped away from me. Just to make a long story short, every single way I define myself just got stripped away. But then I also, different people, different places, different things started to come into play. And as that happened, I started discovering um, my soul, my spirit, which is why it's my passion to really take people in to know their own true essence, to stop looking outside and to go in and dig into that. Because I, I really had to face the fact that I had been a chameleon most of my life, especially going to foster homes at three. You know, you just start to be what's going to get you accepted and you want to, you want to not feel less than. So you start overcompensating, becoming all these these things, and then you lose sight of who and what am I and why am I doing it anyway? And I finally, I, you know, I, I got to meet, this was the second most profound meeting for me. Um, I had gotten promoted and transferred to Louisville, Kentucky. And um, um, I was at this big franchise convention in uh, Kansas City. There's like over 5,000 people easy. And across this big place, Spirit knew just how to get my attention. I see this big honking necklace from all the way across the convention center. And I'm just like, something in me was like, I have got to go check this necklace out. And I just start to go across the thing, you know? And as I walk up, I realize that this is Barbara Blacker. And Barbara Blacker um, said, uh, she was with the United Food Purchasing Co-op at the time, and she was sitting on a team with me, a cross-functional team. And I walk up and I'm like, Oh my God, Barb, I love that necklace. What's a big old crystal, right? <laughs> and she looks down and she goes, oh my, I never wear these out, these settings. She drops it in her shirt and then she does her, what I now know to be her tell. She looks up and she's like, and she looks at me, she goes, oh, she goes, um, so you were um, praying or having a meltdown last night and asking for a teacher. I'm either it or I will show you who is. Here's uh, the card. Be here for meditation and class Tuesday night at 630 and do not be late. And she turns <laughs> down all like four foot 11 of her and just clicks off on her little heels. And I'm sitting there with my mouth wide open going, how does this woman know what I prayed for last night that I was bawling my ass at and having a temper tantrum? Because that's kind of how I rolled back then. And... <laughs> which has changed in answer to your question before, although I can still be saucy. But, uh, you know, the Louisville ladies, as I called them, and gentlemen that I got to meet in the spiritual circle there was the second cracking open. And this was within a year after working with Father Ralph. Mm -hmm. And so it just went to a whole nother level. And uh, to this day, I'm blessed to call her my friend, but also my mentor, because I just always want to pay homage to uh, to everything that she taught me and the people and the circles and the ideas. And she's a powerful woman, so she challenged me. And she kept challenging me to own my power and stop playing sweet and small. <laughs> I love hearing that because, yes. so tell me, how many years have you been on your journey? Um, well, I would say uh, since, what is, 1992 um, was when it started. Okay, so Father Ralph, you're so. going to have to make me do the math. So roughly, <laughs> what is that? Eight, like thirty-six years? Now? Almost? Yeah. No, no, not no, quite. No. Twenty-six, twenty-six, twenty-seven. There you go. Okay, so for me, it's been um, eighteen. So we we right. both have been on this for quite a while. So there, yes. there's a. Uh, um, we, we've seen a lot and then we've been both coaching and teaching. I've been doing it for fourteen years. Yes. Um, and I know you've been doing it just as long. Yes. Uh, so let's talk about these people that show up in our lives that become the conduits, because that is something that is typical to everybody's experience is when we begin to wake up, we begin to be given the right teachers at the right time. Synchronicity begins to set up the appointments for our awakening as synchronicity was setting up the appointments for our staying asleep. Yeah. Um, but now all of a sudden people come into our lives that bring us things that were that didn't appear to be there before and begin to expand our mind. So talk a little bit about how you see synchronicity, not only helping you, but how you see it 
uh, being a part of this spiritual journey, this awakening that we're we're all going through. I believe that the um, as as we start like that little pro there's all the the universe is always working for our good. Yeah, that's that's my core fundamental belief of every single thing. Everything is always working together for our good. Um, now our mind can maybe look at it as not so pleasant sometimes. It's still for our good, and so. Because it is, it's constant, and we're we are a part and particle of that universe. So it's it's actually trying to take care of itself, if you will, by yes. kind of calling us back home. Yes. And the second we just get peeped for a second and hone our energy in, it draws more of that in. And then these synchronistic events, um, you could say to me, they've already always existed. Everything al already exists my consciousness gets invited to finally see it. Mm -hmm. And that's the radical changes that I slowly start to see um, the world, not through these eyes or the domesticated mind's eye. Um, I, I'm invited to see it um, through these synchronistic events, through the single eye, if you will, or the divine mind, if you want to go there or the Holy spirit or God, whatever your words are for that. Um, and that synchronicity is critical because mm -hmm. um, just like Barb heard that prayer, why should the ears to hear and the eyes to see? And I believe that it went out and we have to bring onto this plane um, everything. So when people are praying or people are crying out, which is the prayer, okay, to me anyway, and my opinion, it goes out for lack of a better way, almost on this bulletin board, this cosmic bulletin board. And those with the ears to hear, the eyes to see, and the willingness to step forward, answer that on this plane. And that's why it's so important that we all wake up, mm -hmm. that we all start stepping into our power and our consciousness into that delicious uh, self you know, that we really are and all of it to use your beautiful words, you always use your magnificence and just let it shine. Because as we do that, we become the answer to other people's prayer. We become a medicine, a balm. And wherever we walk, our presence then offers this vibration to our brothers or sisters out here. You know, would you like to see more today? Our minds aren't doing it because that would be total ego and nothing would work. The ego can't summon the synchronicity, so to speak. But when the more medicine, the more realness, the more authenticity that we carry, wherever we walk, it allows a healing or it allows the miracle in Course in Miracles, right? It allows that holy instant to take place. And, um, that's what drives me. That's actually my prayer in the morning now. You know, uh, you, where would you have me go? What would you have me do? What would you have me say and to whom? Please help me to be good medicine today. Mm -hmm. And wherever I walk, I offer your essence as a gift mm -hmm. to free my brothers and sisters so we may all walk each other home. Yeah. That's, that's it. It, and that that's beautiful. And and it is it, it's just been a, a remarkable journey of totally completely shifting from living from that egoic sense of self that I'm separate from everything that poor little me has to fight against the world to prove yes. who I am. And then it's almost as if my life got totally inverted to realize, wait a second, I'm part of something pretty freaking grand. Yeah. And so is everybody else. So there was a total incomplete upside down, inside out shift in perception that allowed me to see that everything that I did was not only for myself, but it was for others. And as you're saying that beautiful prayer, it, it, it is my favorite part of this journey. Once once you go through the discomfort of, yes. you know, you go through that purifier where who you think you are totally gets questioned. Oh. We have to look at all of these pains and sufferings, fears, all of these ideas that we had about ourselves that condensed us and made us so dense. 
which doesn't let us feel the vibration, the, the, the um, alignment with the truth of who we are, which is such a high frequency. Yes. And as we peel the layers of density, we come to that place of realization that we are part of this one consciousness. And of course, you know, as you've said a couple of times, whatever you want to call it, that's the beautiful thing when you meet your true self and you realize it's one with everybody else. Everybody has whatever name feels comfortable. God, spirit, source, universe, you know, Buddha, Allah, you can call it Bambi for all I care. It doesn't matter what we call it. It knows what it is. Right. But we are the ones who are beginning to develop a relationship with yes. the grander, magnificent self that we are that's connected with everything. Talk about how do you live your life from that place that you know, you know you're part of all that is. Because for me, that has changed my life. That that is yes. just a total game changer. Share how do you live knowing when you make that prayer, you you mean it. It's not wrote. It. It's you mean it. I mean it. I absolutely mean it. And if I can't, I make sure I feel it because to me, uh, it's not the saying of the prayer. I need to embody the vibration of it. Yes. So that this vessel, this skin suit, as I call it. Um, is literally that that temple that that walks out into the world carrying all of those medicines that carries um the holy spirit that carries that divine essence whatever you want to call that and um i love that you said inverted because it yeah it was just like okay now let's rip you inside out so you can see what was really underneath all of that yeah you know all that stuff that crap that was thrown at you all those years you know as you go shower it all off you know wow this light was in there um i and i struggled and i and i see this with a lot of clients i struggled at first with that who am i and um you know the ego still not letting me get like get in in an embodiment level you're not this physical body you're not this mind you know, you are a part and particle of the divine. And one night when I was just like really praying and just saying, listen, I, I have to be able to really embody this. I don't want spiritual intellectualism. I want to know it in a way that I don't have to explain. I just need to know it. And and when I went to sleep that night, I had a very lucid dream and I was on another plane and you know me, this is just how I roll. This is my life. So, you know, uh, and uh, I heard uh, there was a huge, beautiful, I'm going to say essence because I did, it wasn't a form and it just said, call in the Christ. And so I, I called in the Christ and, and, and it was very specific. It didn't say call in Jesus, it said call in the Christ. And so as I did that, um, who we would see as Jesus started to walk up, but then he, he laughed and he said, the difference between my earth persona and what I am is this. And he stepped out and there was this light body. <laughs> and then that light body went into this, huge light body that was actually the entire universe and he's and then all these little lights were shooting out of it but then were some were returning and he said this is who and what you are in your mind in your human mind you work in pictures so i'm going to give you this picture so that you can sit with this and you can tell the ego to sit down and shut up because if we're going to identify with a body, we're identifying with that one. <laughs> and my, and knowing that that's where everything that people say, these are your gifts. They're not my gifts. These are what I said I would embody and bring as a gift. Mm -hmm. And that's a radical difference. It may seem minute, but for me, that was a radical difference. And as I was given that awareness, and there was a lot more to this, but I'm simplifying it a lot, but it just was profound. And it just shifted my awareness. Like I could align so incredibly different. And it was just so beautiful too, because he said, when you speak from that place of sovereign authority, 
all of that sparkly light that made up this Christed template that was the whole universe works with you on your behalf because you are actually one and the same. And I went, yeah. that's profound. Now that's the way I want to live. That's <laughs> me. I totally like it also took the healing, my understanding of healing to an incredibly different level because he yeah. was teaching me some about that. And so it, it's, it, it literally is making that choice to walk around like that on a daily basis. It is. And, and does that make sense? Oh, totally, totally. Makes perfect sense. Oh, man, I think we lost her. Huh? I'm here. Can you hear me? Are you there? Because I can definitely hear you. I've not lost a single thing. I'm not sure if we're still live. I'm assuming we are. We've lost Lina. No, I'm I'm here. Hi, Marianne. <laughs> so if you can hear me, honey, can you text in that you can hear me? Yes, Marianne, if you can text because I can see Sandy and apparently she can't hear me. So um, Marianne or Denise or whoever's watching, can you please type if you are hearing Lina? And if anybody you, watching, if you can hear, call yourself forth. I love that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> can you hear me, Marianne? So I am going to do, she is there. I can see, she can see both of us. Okay. Um, well, I can definitely hear you and see you, Sandy. So I'm going to continue like I am uh, watching you. So Marianne, can you do me a favor? Type to Sandy to just keep talking because I can hear her. But if she cannot hear me, then um, that, that will be interesting. Thank you so much, uh, Marianne and Deborah, for answering. Okay, so let me let me give my my perspective on what Sandy has just shared, and that is, I let's like see if we ourselves. can do this. I'm not sure if anybody else can hear me. Okay, can anyone let's... hear me? me? Okay, yes, I hear both of you. All right, perfect, Lina. I can't hear you, and I have no picture of you, love. Just so you know. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Marianne. <laughs> So I'm going to take a second here and let Sandy send her a quick text. Um, I'm going to log off and log back on and see if this doesn't fix it. Okay. That hopefully will fix it. Okay. All right. So Sandy, we were all hearing and watching you. So everybody is on board. They've been in touch. They've all okay. been connected to us. So Perfect. let me, I was going to offer my comments on, on what you had just shared. And yes, it was a beautiful, profound share. Um, and it was just so beautiful. Thank you all so much for, for letting us know that you could hear us. That's wonderful. Yes, there we are, both of us. So the way that I uh, share like an analogy from what you were saying is, is I use the analogy of the sun and the rays of the sun. So when we are operating from our ego, we are thinking that we're just a ray of the sun and look at my special light that's coming from me, which is the arrogance of the ego, but it's also the ignorance that we are a ray of the sun. And this process of awakening is a recognition, as you were sharing about the Christ itself. I, for me, my my guru, my main teacher is Jesus, because that's the consciousness um, that expresses itself to me as my teacher. And if you know, there was a time that I used to say if Buddha would have showed up to near Muhammad, that would have freaked me out because I wasn't familiar with them. But I grew up Catholic, so Jesus is familiar. So in, in getting comfortable with that Christ consciousness, what began to happen is I began to realize that I am a ray of the sun. And every ray is like the sun. It's made exactly of what the sun is made of. So instead of living my life to see what could I get with my gifts, my special light, you know, if you want to see my light, let me sell it to you. It began to be something that was so profound and so humbling. And it was about, okay, God, use me. I, I am your light. I am here on the planet to express what, what God is, what source is, whatever that is. And it's just such a beautiful, beautiful process 
that kind of ties in with what your prayer earlier. It's like, how can I be used to be an example that if I can do the work of waking up, if I can do the work of letting go of my small idea of myself and defending this personality that I thought I was, if I can do the work of, of owning that I am something so much grander and magnificent and it is part of the creative source. It is part of what we all are. How can I be used to share these gifts that come uniquely through me? And I, I can only do what I can do and you can only do what you can do. But there are healers and teachers and there's musicians that are healers with their music and there are painters that are healers with their music. And there are scientists that are healers with their discoveries. There are politicians that are healers because they bring a higher uh, level of consciousness to the process. So we're all bringing, like you said, medicine. And what is medicine? Medicine is nothing but healing to the division that we carry inside that then when we live from that place, here's the danger of living from our ego is that we operate from fear. We operate from there's not enough. We operate from hoarding and getting and protecting. Um, and it, it just creates the mess in this world that we're seeing. So speak to what is the role of a healer as you are a healer and you're helping so many people? What's the role of healers um, in the world today? Um, I think that first and foremost, it is um, removing a whatever is blocking the person from living as their authentic self. Because that is, in my opinion, what creates the dis-ease in the body or in the mind. And so as you go, as to me, as we're going through, it's all about, it's not just, oh, hey, I can make you feel physically better for this minute. You know, it's what caused this, um, what allowed this to, to, to come forward? And are you willing to go in and to heal, not just the physical? Because a lot of times people think, oh, I'm just going to go after physical healing. But let's, let's heal, um, heal the gap. Mm -hmm between who you really are and who you're currently expressing yourself at. Let's in, and in that gap, let's heal um, and remove any influences that are stopping you, that are binding you, that are holding you from your freedom, your yeah. freedom to live as, as free of pain, your freedom to live healthy, your freedom to live with joy, your, your freedom to live prosperous, your, your freedom to live passionately, you know, with wild abandon. You know, so that to me is uh, is actually uh, that's that's it. It, it, it it's healing um, where we give away our power. It's healing where we steal power mm -hmm. because we we don't know our true self and and we we don't know any better. We're, we're trying to survive, right? And and that to me is probably the most simplistic way I can define healer. Yeah, and it, it's beautiful. And I agree with you. The word that I would use is healing the distortion. We, yes. we have a distorted perception about what we are, what life is about, you know, and, and we have to, to come to the realization that just because we believe something, it doesn't mean it's true. And I, I lived for so long believing that I was an insignificant piece that had to prove myself. I believed that I was better than others and others were lesser than I was or that others were better than I was. I had all kinds of things that I used to believe that were simply not true. But because my grandmother believed it or my father believed it or my mother believed it or the government believed it and said it was so, I agreed with that. But this is a journey, like you were talking about, that medicine is about beginning to look at everything that we believe and, and run it through the truth meter. Is this what God said is so? Because right. if it's been made up by humans, it is totally distorting what, what is the truth of God. Because as a human, we have a point of perception. Your perception, my perception is colored by our upbringing. It is going to be totally, completely different. Yeah. And you put 8 billion people with different opinions about how life is or what God is or what truth is. 
Well, we would have to add them all up to come up with the truth. And when we waste all this time fighting my truth versus your truth, we use so much energy at, at trying to prove something that is, who cares? How about we come to know what God knows? And as you were talking about, you know, what that's what a healer basically is assisting. That to me is the most beautiful thing that is happening on the planet right now yeah. is that so many of us have done our internal work, the, yes. the work of healing this gap of healing this distortion and coming to the same truth. Because when when two or more are gathered with truth, love is there. There is just such magnificence there. And I am seeing all over the place people who are standing for the truth that is true and has been true always and helping others come towards that truth. It's like inviting these little rays that are out there on the fringes to come up to the sun, to come up to the center, to come up and, and receive, like you were saying, yeah. all that we are, which is, when, when you feel that wholeness, there is joy, like you were talking about, there is abundance, but, but those things don't change. They're not transitory abundance or about what I can get from the world is an abundance that comes from within. Share, share what, oh, I just get excited. I'm so excited about this conversation, but share what do you see is happening in the world today from a healer's perspective? Because I think that's an important conversation for us to have because it gives people permission to see when we do this healing work, where are we headed to? And where we're headed to is based on what you and I um, are experiencing is, is going on in this world right now. I think um, my, my chief perspective um, right now for healers is um, the, the most healing thing we can do is not feed the violence, to not feed uh, the negative. The second you align your energy and, and the more you're in tune with your light, the more powerful you are. So you're going to drag something on course or off course faster than somebody who has a denser energy. And you have to take personal responsibility for that. You don't just get to go, oh, I'm a healer. Now, there's a lot of personal work that has to be done here, in my opinion. It's something I have to watch myself with, especially with our current political situation and a lot of the racial things that go on. Um, there's a lot right now that my heart, whew, it's, it's hard. And as an empath, I, I just, some days I just can't. And so I actually, I just broke down crying one day, you know, I just, something popped up and I was like, oh my God, I just can't take anymore. And then I, instead, I immediately aligned in prayer and said, first, take this from me. And I know there's another way to look at this because everything works together for good. Show me how to align myself with the good show me what you would have me do right now about this situation that I can do. And, and it was so clear. It was stop feeding it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, that just seemed lazy. So I went in and checked again, you know, because that's the ego, right? Oh no, that doesn't sound right. It should be a little harder than that. Let me go read. No, it was that easy. And when I, just sat and I let myself embody that and really sat with the, the vibration of that. It was, what do I want to see? What is calling forth? What is the opposite of that sadness? What is it that struck my spirit as so offensive, meaning the spirit wants the opposite? Let me send that vibration out. And so um, I got my pranic healing um, uh, twin, you know, the twin technique out. And I was just like, that's what I felt called to do. And I'm just going to beam this out and just feel that and see that in every plant, in every rock, in every animal, in every part and particle of creation, in every human, in every country, because they're not spreading how many beautiful 
beautiful things there are and how many magnificent people there are and how much love there really is out there. They're just perpetuating fear. And so I got it. The more I shared it, I could just see all of these faces. I could see these animals and just like, oh, and earth, air, fire, water, everything. And it just kept shifting. And it radically once again changed my perspective. I said, no, this is what I want. And that's the shaman's way. Okay. And, and I remember many times, um, Barb, um, I don't know if she's on or not, but if she is, she's probably there laughing her backside off. How many times she would have to say, stop feeding the negative, you know, <laughs> stop it. You know, what lives is what you feed. And, <laughs> and, and it's so true. And but to be able to really finally live that. And some days I fall short. But I have a technique at the end of the night, recapitulation. You know, uh, Chopra Center taught us very well with that one to pull back up the day and check through. And I check it through my bold vision for my life on how I want it to look and feel as a person who has chosen to serve. And did my actions today, my thoughts, my words, my actions, did they take me toward this or did they take me away from it? And if they took me away from it, I do not go into shame, blame and guilt. I go, well, of course, with my domesticated mind, of course, there's still some things in there. But thank you for revealing that to me, because now I know where my work is. Yeah. When, when we get to the place that we see that everything is is very simplistic, you know, or yes. it's coming from the place of love or from the place of fear. If there's fear, we've got a question. Where did this come from? And that's that's what. As you know, my work, the power of awareness is about becoming aware yes. that all fears are learned. And in and it really is challenging for people who think, well, a baby doesn't learn fear. But, well, yes, we do. We have learned fear when we are trained from, from the get-go that we are we are just humans and bodies and don't understand that divinity that essence that truth that light that we actually are and the world is beginning to shift to the realization that we we want peace we want joy we want love what how does that look like well like you were saying it looks like we align with that but it's not simply Oh, let's think that it is love. It is looking at what blocks love because we have to get clear that Absolutely. everything that is not love is a thinking in the mind. It is. Yes. Yeah. But it's a belief system that has been going on, not just in our lifetime, but for centuries, for thousands of years. As long as humanity has been humanity, we have beliefs that have been active that that we have to reverse the course um, of, of thoughts that are not true and are not accurate while at the same time we're aligning with the truth of who we are so it's like a process that happens in tandem you release fear and you expand love you release a thought that is limiting and at the same time uh, you know it's, it happens in tandem you expand a knowingness of the truth of who we are. And that's where the shift is happening is that that movement of awareness of what is blocking so that we can release it and a movement towards the expansion of what is, you know, what, what is flowering, what is expanding, what is ultimately going to shift, shift the planet. Um, share whatever you want to share about this journey, wherever you want to take it. Well, there's something first that that's coming up as you were speaking back um, back in the day at your center. Right. Remember, you had you hosted the Dow ceremony. Do you yes. That? Yes, yes. Yes. And that one little monk, he was so adorable. And he um, he had one of the other brothers throw himself and lay down on the floor. And I'm thinking, what in the world are these guys up to today? And he he's uh, the guy that was speaking said, um, I forget it's brother so-and-so. So he goes, um, he goes, so his brother and so-and-so has died. What do we say? Brother so-and-so has passed away. And they had the audience. We were all saying like how our culture says when somebody has left the body or died or whatever. And he goes, oh yeah, left the body, da-da-da. He goes, but he's here. 
and 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 we're like, no, but he's dead, so he's not there. Like that, and he kept driving it home until he saw everybody go, oh, he goes, now you get it. You are not the body, and you know this at this level of wisdom deep inside of you because we all talk about it because listen to society they all know that's not that person we are not that we are this infinite beautiful spirit that is stuffed in here on loan for a small amount of time and we're on loan to be a blessing and that's it and and it just stuck with me when you were talking about that i was like oh my god i still i still remember that on certain days like to put myself back in and they were so funny and playful with it mm -hmm. and i think that's the other part of the journey is is i think so much so many of us get tripped up at first on the path with going into and getting caught in that judgment and seeing some of our antics like okay now Let's talk about the definition of hell. I think the definition of hell is being aware enough of your own antics, but not quite having the tools yet to fix them. <laughs> That's flipping painful. And it's really sometimes ugly when you go, wow, I was pretty jacked up back then. And, ooh, you know, and we don't want to see that part of ourselves because the ego has, this, as you say, has this definition versus wow, you know, what if I were just to play with this and go, well, of course, of course it's going to be like that. I was domesticated very, very well by those around me. And I always say, look, I was raised by wolves. I'm just going to apologize in advance. And, you know, I'm a work in progress here. And when you can laugh at that and just see that side of you and just go, wow, well, now that I'm aware, it's a graduation. Yeah. I just graduated. I now am in choice and the Buddhists have a great philosophy that talks about um, spiritual, um, spiritual uh, maturity is when you are willing to address that you're responsible now for the mind. When you realize everything that comes up in the mind has been given to you by this world and you take the time to go, do I now choose to own this thought and therefore create my life and create effect on other people's lives from this? And that's a really rich way to live because then I could just take ownership. And every time I have a new thought or, oh, I can see this from a slightly different perspective, instead of going into beating myself up, I can go into Wow, another level of spiritual maturity. I have a I have a chance right now to really celebrate the fact that I have this different perspective right now. I'm not going to go into, oh my God, I was this before this thought, and that's so horrible. Well, no, we're going to hide it again, and we're going to hide our light again. Versus go, wow, that's a hot mess. Well, cool, I'm aware of it now. Go me. I'm now going to make an active choice to do something different and to to play with what that looks like, to maybe have some powerful conversations with a friend and call and go, wow, I have this epiphany today. Not quite what, sure what to do with it. Uh, you know, Lina, can I book a session or whatever? You know, like it's then I take responsibility for it, but I can do it in a fun and playful way. And I only partner with people who have that consciousness. I'm not going to work with people who don't have that consciousness. If you're going to make me feel bad, I'm not going to work with you. Like I want to, and I don't work with clients like that either. You know, I'm going to lead you into it. But if you're really hell bent on beating yourself up, you need to go, go to somebody who's going to let you flog yourself. I'm, I'm not that person. I'm here to say, let's, that's a graduation. That's flipping amazing. Now let's find out how to let that light shine brighter. Let's get some new tools in the toolbox for you um, so that you not only can build the bridge to go where you want to go, but you can go back over the bridge and start bringing some of your brothers and sisters. Up. <laughs> yes, it, it is so many beautiful things that you have said. But at the end of the day, what we're doing is changing our thoughts, changing yes. what we believed and allowing for possibilities like you were talking about when I had the center and we are, we're learning that what we are is energy. I mean, in the beginning that freaked me out that I'm just energy and energy is, is, is non-physical and changing my mind, changing 
my idea that I was a body and, and being so attached to be, being this physical vessel and moving to that I am those particles, that I am this energy and what freedom comes from realize that, that I am it, it, infinite energy and that there is really no death. But that is a training the mind to believe the truth of who we are until we we can accept that what we are is pure consciousness but that that is like you were saying taking responsibility for question everything that we are believing because the freedom that comes when you free yourself from attachments to righteousness is so amazing it's just absolutely so amazing so when you begin to understand that everything is energy, then there is the dense energy and then there is the 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 higher frequency. And you've got some some wonderful people here who loves you like Jessica. She loves you that uh, loves what you just said. But when we have that that heavy, uh, low frequency and then there's a higher frequency, whatever is dense, people who want to stay in their story, they, they are not going to come to you and me. And if they do you know if we just begin to speak about what truth and your your non-physical they run away it's not the conversation that you know it doesn't match it doesn't it doesn't flow but we're coming um to you know almost an hour of having this conversation i could talk to you for days it's just so much fun but share share uh because i've got your website right now um it's lemusing.com and people can find you that way because I definitely want people to be able to connect with you. Share what is it that that you do to help people? You know, more more specifically. I know what we're doing is so esoteric, okay. um, but share a little bit about what you do to help people come to the truth of who they are, so they can align with their true, authentic, powerful self. Um, you know, it really depends on the client and where they're at. So one of my favorite questions to ask a client in the beginning of the conversation is, if you were to deem this uh, today's session a success, what does that look like for you? Because sometimes what they've booked for and then what they really want is, uh, is a little different. And as I let them, um, I, I call it the high teachability index. I have to have a high teachability index. I'm well trained. Yes. But I don't know who you are. Even if even though I know you, Lina, I don't know who you are today. I don't know where you're at today and I need to let you teach me for a minute. So that's really the first part and particle of what I do. Um, medical intuitive work, I work with um, some doctors. I do medical intuitive work and therefore will bust out once we know what's going on, um, healing protocols to work with a person. Um, and I do this distance via distance. And if I'm not the right person, then I'll refer you out you know, because nobody needs that kind of karma, right? This is about getting you into a healthy state. Um, it's dealing with where that person is and where the onion is at the time with the issue that's at hand. So when I'm scanning the body and looking at the timelines, I'm going to see different ages and it'll unravel to the point that person can handle for that, for that day, for that session. Uh, sometimes it's a disowned essence, um, of their power. Um, sometimes they need what's called a, a piece of their medicine back. So it could be a plant medicine, it could be an animal medicine, and there goes a, there's a deep conversation into that. Um, and under, uh, some of the times they have to understand what their medicines are and what their purpose then would look like. Um, I work with businesses and with business owners because it's the same thing. What is the spirit of your business? Are you in alignment with that? Um, in the life coaching phase of my work, it's we get helping people to gain clarity on where they where it is they really want to go because typically when they start to tell me it's never that it's something very different so getting them into that level of clarity and then putting the tools and the processes in place with them in a way that empowers them and lifts them up but also removes what's blocking them from achieving it so it's it's uh, it's life coaching with a twist because we're going to break out different healing tools and whatever ones are right and perfect so that you can have what you're saying you want to create. Because if you if you already knew when you came into this, then why aren't you doing it? Right. And that's what, you know, somebody once said that to me and it stuck. It was like, oh, my God, that is so true and so rich and so powerful. And I'm so letting you know in advance I'm stealing that. Okay. And. <laughs> So all of those things. So I do different levels of um, 
you know, energy medicine, you know, we we're, we're both very well studied in with uh, Dr. Fernand Poulin and various others um, over the years. Um, the shamanic work is um, is my heart and, and, and it's my heart because to me, it's the essence of everything that is on this planet. Our bodies are made from the dirt of the earth. So we all carry what makes us a medicine bag. Our skin is the outside of the bag. And the certain um, essences that make us unique are the blessing that we said we bring or the medicine we bring. Do you know what those are? Do you know what your, your uh, plant, lead plant medicine is? Uh, because it means something. And, it, and that in alignment with the directional or a weather ally or earth, air, fire, or water, whatever your lead is, you know, like, you know, one of my medicines is thunder. And I disowned it for a long time because women aren't supposed to come across like, boof, you know, mm. and that took a lot of coaching for me to do to really own that medicine and get through the fear and see where it serves. So I love to do that with people. Yeah. And it's such a beautiful thing. You know, Jessica is talking about her experience with you as being a gifted healer. And and it is uh, it is so beautiful to to hear that, because I do know that that is what you are. But at the end of the day, what we are helping people do is question all of the ways that we have limited the truth of who we are. Absolutely. It is to go to that place, whether it's through the medicine of plants or, or power animals or, or the elements, everything is speaking to us because we're yes. made of everything. Yes. And we're reclaiming the power of the water, the power of, of the wind, the power of the roaring and the power of stillness um, until everything can be embodied in equal measure so that we become whole again, so that we right. become, um, you know, integrated, aligned with the truth of who we are. And I just absolutely love, 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 love that you have been so willing to put yourself through this purification process so that you can show others the way, um, because that is, we, we teach what we are, what we're yes. learning. And yes. as we share what we discover, well, we elevate the whole world because we're all, we're all made of the same thing. We're all returning to, to the awareness of the wholeness and the oneness that we are. But I am so excited that you participated uh, in this conversation today. And I'm sure that it's going to inspire whoever it's supposed to inspire, because I do trust back to synchronicity where we started. Um, just share any words of wisdom before we part. Um, I would love for you to share uh, what is it that you, you want people to know as the one nugget that you're going to leave them with today? Oh, wow. That's a good one. Um, the one nugget that I would leave that it's not to me it's not just changing my thoughts in the changing of my thoughts i have to also allow my heart to change um because going back to the story of my mom and, and all of our own personal stories that limit us when i give up those grievances and i give up my entitlement to those grievances and i can look sorry, this one just, just chased me, and I can look on another with compassion. And I can see you as that beautiful being that some other hurt person hurt, and therefore you pass that hurt on to me, but I can stop it here. And I can not only stop it by saying I don't receive that, and I'm not going to let that identify me. And not only am I not going to let that identify me, I'm not going to go turn this into something positive. I can then pour love onto you. So not only have we stopped it, but now we're inverting it and reversing it and sending it out in such a beautiful prayer to that person that they heal and, and so that they hurt no more, meaning they feel no more pain, but they also don't hurt anyone outside of themselves anymore so that they hurt no more. And that that would be that would be my prayer for every person that's on this this call today, that we we go to that place of compassion within our hearts and that we choose to align our thoughts with seeing, truly seeing the divinity in someone. And that when their when their actions aren't in alignment with divinity, it's not because they're bad. It's because they're damaged and that they've been hurt and they've had, you know, 
just crap thrown on them. And because they're so used to looking at this crap, they, they begin to identify as that. And wow, when I can hold that energy for you, go energy medicine one-on-one, when I can hold an energy for you that is of a higher vibration, I can actually counteract how you feel about yourself. Mm-hmm. And that is a truth. And if I had a pendulum, we could measure it and I could show it to you. But that is that that's what I would like to leave everybody with today. Oh, that's so beautiful. So you you just were describing the the power of forgiveness. And yes. because Absolutely. anybody hurts anybody is hurting first. Um, yeah. So, yes, piling up more hurt and more blame and shame that that does not heal. But thank you for leaving us with that gift of, of the power of forgiveness, because can you imagine when the world has been forgiven and then and we all can be loving towards each other no matter what? Well, yeah. that will definitely create peace on earth because yes, who's going to be mad with anybody when you are happy and you find that happy by returning yourself into the, the wholeness that is the truth of who we are. Thank you so much for leaving us with that nugget. And as as I had shown up here, you can feel uh, find uh sandy on lemusing.com and sweetie i look forward to talking to you soon thank you so much and remember that we really truly are magnificent and not be we, we cannot undo that we are magnificent all we can do is begin the work of claiming it yeah. talk to you later sweetie love you love you too bye, bye. Thank you, everybody thank you yes thank you <laughs>